Hey, USA Volleyball fans. This is Steven Munson, co-host of the USA Volleyball Show. Here's an excerpt from Christian Hartford's NTDP Academy course. Hey everyone, my name's Christian Hartford. On this course, we're gonna talk about how to maximize performance while on the road. Me personally, and I tell all of my athletes this, it is perfectly okay to be that weird looking person stretching by the bathrooms on an airplane. You should definitely be doing that, right? As athletes, especially volleyball players, we usually have some long limbed athletes. And so sitting on airplane seats gets pretty tight. Therefore, we usually tell them to get up every hour or two, depending on the sleeping, obviously. But if you're awake, get up every hour or two and stretch out, just lengthen out. Whenever you're sitting in a seat, either on an airplane or in a car for so long, your hip flexors are gonna tighten up. Usually our posture is affected because the seat pushes our shoulders forward. So whenever you stand and you're walking around, try to stretch things like your quads, your hip flexors, okay, stretch out your pecs, maybe you know, put your arm up on the wall and kind of just get, get a good chest stretch, open those shoulders up, right? But the most important general theme here is to keep moving. If you wanna learn more from me on how to maximize your game, Subscribe to the NTDP Academy at usavolleyball.org. City, Colorado Springs, Colorado. This is the USA Volleyball Show. And here are your hosts, Clarence Hughes and Steven Munson. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the USA Volleyball Show with episode number... 37 got a little bit of a double header for you guys this week we're back what's up steven how you doing back yes it felt weird kind of doing our show apart i know Uh, it's very lonely a few a few states apart uh but how how was orlando (laughs) orlando was humid it was very humid um a lot more humid we also had some rain with the humidity and did i say it was humid yeah, it was very humid. I don't think but, you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Opens was actually a lot of fun. Um, it was my first time actually seeing the adult national championship ran on that on that stage. And just seeing it from that point of view was just amazing from, you know, double A women's, double A men's all the way to the, you know, men's 70s to the co-ed force. It was amazing. It was really, really good. Yeah, and since you were seventies, uh, you had a, a great interview with Jack, Jack Flora. Absolutely, I, I, that's probably I know. I know we always say this, but that was really one of my favorite interviews. And mm-hmm. like, I'm always, I'm never going to forget what he said about volleyball being a lifetime sport. That is the only yeah. spoiler you guys get from this interview. But I mean, from my <laughs> interview, uh, if you haven't heard it, go back and you know listen to it because that is an amazing, amazing interview. Um, but yeah. I, I am holding true to that and I'm going to play volleyball until my body literally tells me I cannot do it, which is going to be never I'm play my whole life, just like Jack yep. and his team. But amazing interview, like sucked. I'm really glad we got a chance to sit down and just talk and hear his perspective of it. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, at that event is, you know, an example of volleyball being a lifetime sport. Uh, so that's just super cool. I think that was right on theme, too, for the episode. I know. 
But yeah, lifetime sports. Speaking of lifetime sports, we're still on the volleyball. We had a split episode. It was very lonely. But you know, you were covering VNL, right? You were in That's a right, yeah. for city. How, was how, in, how did that go? Yeah, it was in Shreveport, Bossier City, Louisiana. Also very humid there. Uh, but great volleyball. Um, it was really uh, cool and awesome to be back with the team, with the U.S. women's team. I uh, hadn't seen a lot of them since Tokyo. Um, and they had a great showing for week one, went three and one, unfortunately dropped, uh, uh, against Japan. Um, Japan swept them three Oh, but, uh, other than that, you know, coming out three, one, they're looking really good to defend their three time title of that tournament, uh, for volleyball nations league. So really exciting to see them continue through the, through the other weeks. And on the, on a positive side, you got to sit on the chat with Annie Drews, like super casual yeah, conversation. Man. That, you was get to, that was that was a really cool conversation, too, for those of you who missed that. Yes. Yes. That was a lot of fun. And if you, you don't follow us on social media, you you wouldn't have seen the promos. We had visuals for those uh, video from the interview and. Uh, Annie walked in for the interview and was wearing her gold medal from Tokyo. That was just so cool uh, to see that. And it's a heavy, it's heavy metal. It's a heavy metal. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it was just cool and great, great to talk to her and catch up with her. Uh, she got married over the summer after Tokyo. So we talked about that. And yeah, she's just, she's doing great. Um, really excited to be back with the team. And now she's kind of one of the the veterans uh, of this squad. There's a lot of new faces um, with the U.S. women's team right now. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just exciting to see them play and, and continue through the next weeks of BNL. But yes, if you have, you mentioned this earlier, if you haven't listened already, episode 36, we've uh, featured two great guests. First, Clarence sat down with Jack Flora from Kings Mountain Fog, a competitor at the USA Volleyball Open National Championship in the men's 70 and over division. Then later in the episode, I sat down with Olympic gold medalist Annie Drews while they were in Shreveport, Bossier City, while we were in Shreveport, Bossier City, Louisiana for week one of VNL Volleyball Nations League. So if that episode is sitting in your backlog, go and listen to that. Check it out. It's great. Um, you'll hear a lot uh, of great stuff from Clarence's interview with Jack uh, and as well with my conversation with Annie. But we've got a great episode here today for Absolutely. you. And before we get into that episode, let's hear some news with yous. <laughs> <laughs> that was so smooth. I messed it up. Kind of right? couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> but yeah, in the news with Hughes, um, we want to just say a huge congratulations to the U.S. Women's U21 National Team who won gold at the Pan American Cup after defeating uh, 3-1, 25-20, uh, 21-25. 25 to 22 and 25 to 14 in Baja, California, Sur, Mexico. The team went 5 and 0 in the tournament and have qualified for the 2023 FIVB U21 World Championship. Huge congratulations to them. That is a big, big deal. <clears throat> Way to represent. We also have the U.S. Women's National Team uh, beginning week two of the Volleyball Nations League play Wednesday, June 15th through the 19th in Quezon, Philippines. 
This team is off to a wonderful start. As Steven said, he got to cover everything on the ground um, from Bozier City after going 3-1 in week one and are hoping to continue a very strong run to defend their three-time title. You can watch live on vb.tv. Paid subscription is required. Uh, recaps, rosters, and previews can be accessed on usavolleyball.org. <clears throat> we also have the U.S. men's national team also who finished their uh, first week of the Volleyball Nations League going 4-0 after defeating world number one Brazil, 3-1. Those scores are 21-25, 27-25, 25-20, and 25-20 once again in Brasilia, Brazil. Uh, the team will continue to play uh, week two on June 22nd through the 25th, ooh, 26th, excuse me, in Sofia, Bulgaria. And you can watch... You can also watch live on vb.tv. Again, paid paid subscription is required, but recaps, rosters, and previews are all available on usavolleyball.org. At the time of, of this recording, three U.S. Beach national team pairs have advanced to the FIVB Beach Volleyball World Championship playoffs. Congratulations to Sarah Hughes and Kelly Kalinske, Therese Cannon and Sarah Sponsel, and Triborn and Trevor Crab. By the time you're listening to this, you'll know how they finished through the end of the tournament, but just wanted to take the time to recognize them here on this platform in real time. And yes, uh, I feel like I set you up there with uh, a lot of news there with you. You did. You did. <laughs> news from Hughes. That's the best. Uh, hey, that way to introduce it. <laughs> yeah. No, those are all great uh, things happening with USA Volleyball. And uh, I forgot to add in there uh, with the uh, FIVB Beach Volleyball World Championships. Uh, you can actually watch those on VBTV as well. Paid subscription required. And uh, also recaps, rosters, and previews on usavolleyball.org. Written by our very own Kyle Schulzen. Shout out to Kyle. That's my DJ horn, guys. Love that. Love that. All right. Enough from us, Clarence. Let's get into this episode. Uh, on today's show... Like we mentioned at the top, this is a two-part series of episodes talking about college recruiting at all division levels. And then uh, in episode 38, we'll be talking specifically about playing in division three. Uh, but in this episode for part one, we talk with Sue Weber, next college student athlete, also known as NCSA, event partnership director and former collegiate athlete and coach. We talked to Sue about when an athlete should start the college recruiting process, how to approach the intro letter to coaches, how NCSA can help in the recruiting process and much, much more. Uh, but let's just jump, jump right into this. Uh, let's get to the interview. Here's Sue Weber. And I know you probably know a little bit about me through NCSA, but all my background is volleyball. So I played at Illinois actually with Aaron Virtue. So we were teammates, which is kind of cool. And then uh, Coley, who's on the who's the team manager for the Olympic team now, her and I are best friends. Um, Danny, it, her husband, went to school with me as well. So the volleyball world is so little when we get into it. But I played at Illinois coached at an NAIA program, coached at two different division one programs, including Northern Colorado. So I, I lived in Greeley uh, of all places for, for a few years. Um, and I joined NCSA six years ago. So I was a volleyball recruiting coach working with our families one-on-one -on -one, and then joined the events team two years ago, I think now, and it was right at COVID. So everything went webinar, everything went online. So I've probably hosted 
a hundred, 200, like you guys, uh, webinars of just getting information out there. And uh, now we're finally going back to qualifiers and getting the booth set up again. So that's where Clarence has seen me is running in and out of, of booths and getting heights and measurements and whatever. So I staff all those uh, at all our events that we go to. Hopefully that helps a little bit. It's all volleyball oriented. <laughs> it does too. And it's good to know too, you know, yeah. just again, we've never had a chance to just kind of sit down and talk about and just ask what your background is. Right. I think that that's just, that's just amazing. You're so connected in the volleyball community. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, safe to kind of get started with our, our first question. So uh, <laughs> Sue, can you please give us an overview of next college student athlete or also NCSA? Yeah. For those a lot who of know. Yeah, a lot of people know it by NCSA and they're like, what does that stand for? <laughs> so next college student athlete, you know, basically what it is, we work with student athletes who want to go and play at that next level uh, to the college level, whether that's junior college for two years or division one on a full scholarship. Uh, we work with everyone on that process. So it's an athletic recruiting service, you know, providing that online platform. I think uh, two years ago, COVID kind of showed that importance of getting an online presence. It's kind of like an online resume out there with an NCSA profile. Um, we actually work with 38 sports. So a lot of people don't realize that either. Um, not just women's volleyball, men's volleyball, beach volleyball in the volleyball world, but also football, basketball, soccer. Um, so we do all sports that basically have an athletic scholarship in college. Um, what else? We provide like one-on-one -on -one help. So we have a team of 12 volleyball recruiting coaches on staff who've played in college, coached in college, and now they're helping our members through that process. Um, so they get that one-on-one -on -one help. And we also have what we call kind of like a path to college. So it's not just athletics that we're working with. We're working with admissions, uh, SAT, ACT help, you know, that, that whole path to get to college. Um, there's a lot to it. It's not just all athletic based all the time. Um, what else? We partner with organizations like USA Volleyball, very like-minded organizations. We have resources for club coaches, um, directors, regional commissioners. You know, we have we have a ton of information out there um, that is helpful for just educating about the process too. So in a nutshell, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just everything across the board uh, that comes down to the recruiting process. That's really cool. And and yeah. like you said, uh, I, I think I knew this, but I, I don't you just uh, help with the SAT and ACT um, part of it, too, which is, you know, just as important as mm -hmm. your work on the court as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you Again, know, especially you know, admissions, too. Right. Yep. We, we partner with organizations, you know, that 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 specialize in that. So when they, they sign up for a membership, you get that additional information, too. Um, another thing I didn't mention is IMG Academy. So we have been uh, we're basically a subsidy of IMG Academy and Endeavor now, too. Uh, so they provide, you know, mental mindset, um, online resources about nutrition. Uh, they're adding volleyball to their academy in 2023. So awesome. that's exciting on that front to have a, a, you know, a space for camps, a space for clinics, that type of thing too, which would be really cool. This is probably a question you hear a lot, um, but you know, when should a high school student um, start the recruiting process? Um, and maybe not, 
maybe not a specific date, um, but you know, when should they start thinking about um, the recruiting process? And then is there, are there any differences, you know, with beach and indoor and, and even division one, uh, two, three, NAIA, any of that? Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned like the different divisions, right? Um, a lot of uh, like in general, women's volleyball probably will start the coaches, the college coaches will start evaluating uh, student athletes a little bit earlier than on the guy side, just because guys, as you know, as you guys know that you guys physically grow a little bit later in life than on the women's side. I was probably the tallest kid in my class until freshman year high school. Right. And then the guys started catching up. Um, and I know your listeners will, will probably, uh, relate to that for sure. Um, but yeah, so the girls on the girls side, college coaches start evaluating maybe eighth, ninth grader, start watching you play, seeing how you're developing, um, on the guy's side, maybe ninth, 10th grade, um, you know, on the beach is because it's still an emerging sport, uh, depends on the college coaches that are running that program. So they may just look at juniors and seniors and see if they can get a team together, right? If they're just starting their program, uh, the top level teams, USC, USCLA, they're going to be evaluating early, early on as well. So that's kind of what the college coaches do. So on the recruit side, you want to see everybody's journey is totally different, you know, and it's kind of like preparing for a test uh, that you won't take until junior or senior year of high school. So if you want to start preparing and kind of researching eighth grade, ninth grade, um, you know, there's not going to be a ton of action going on, but you don't want to be uh, behind the eight ball, right? You don't want to be catching up junior year. So you want to find that balance, eighth, ninth, 10th grade, um, you know, by 10th grade, if you really want to play in college, we definitely want to start researching and thinking about it for sure. Who should make that first step in whether it's just the communication process, uh, reaching out to you guys? Um, is it the school? Is it the coach, uh, the program or the athlete, you know, themselves uh, in, in regards to that? Yeah. And, you know, I was telling you guys, I've coached in college for seven years prior to joining NCSA and how I got to know which kids to go watch is from that athlete sending some type of communication to me as a coach, right? So if they fill out a questionnaire or if they actually send an email to me, so I was the recruiting coordinator for our, our division one programs that I was uh, working for. So even if you send it to our head coach, it was going to get forwarded to me as the recruiting coordinator assistant coach. So what I would do with those is make a list of all our kids, the kids that have contacted me, then I need to go and watch them play. Because just from you know, getting on my radar is one thing, but then I watch video and that's helpful for sure. It's a, a definitely a, an advantage to see you play on video before I go watch you play live. Um, but I won't be able to even go watch you play live unless I know who you are. <laughs> so the, definitely the high school student athlete make that first um, initial initial contact, I would say, you know, to call everyone as, a, as an eighth grader for sure. Um, but fill out those questionnaires get those emails out, let them know that who you are, why you're interested in the program, right? And you don't want to just say, I'm your next athlete, come recruit me. Um, you want to give some information about yourself, about the research you've done, and then uh, why you're interested in their program, for sure. With, with athletes that you've, you know, been in communication with that you've gone to, you know, see, uh, you know, from the film you've looked at, what have been some 
I don't want to say concerns, but some some aspects of the recruiting process overall that just makes them nervous and hesitant to mm-hmm. continue on in this process. Yeah. And I think each each year there's a different step. Right. So that first so sending that first email and like clicking that send button, that's nerve wracking because uh, you're like, well, what if I say something wrong and they just totally delete it? Or what if they don't even open it up? Um, um, there's a lot of things like for Division One and Division Two coaches, they can't even respond back to your email um, because of NCAA rules uh, before June 15th of your sophomore year. So 2024's that date's coming up. Right. Or is here. Um, so you know, don't be nervous. That's a nervousness. Sending emails out, not getting responses, um, not getting responses from NAIA or Division Three. Maybe they're not recruiting your class yet. Maybe they're still looking at juniors and seniors if you're a freshman or sophomore reaching out. So there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of unknowns. Uh, so you want to set expectations for sure. Um, then when June 15th comes around, everybody can talk to everyone. So then that's that first phone call or first Zoom meeting. Now that we're doing Zoom meetings now or, or Teams meetings, um, which I think is actually more helpful because you get to see each other. And you, you there's a lot of... Uh, body language that you don't get to get to see over the phone. Um, but our, our kids these days are they're so used to texting, using emojis. You know, they're, that first phone call with a quote unquote adult <laughs> is, a, is a little nerve wracking. So that's one thing we do at NCSA too, is help them through that process. Like, hey, we're past college coaches. Let's have a conversation. Let's, let's practice that. Um, we help them draft their emails. You know, we don't want them too long. We don't want them we, we want them informative and value valuable, but not like a book. <laughs> right. so we help them out with that for sure to, to calm those nerves when you're reaching out. Yes. It's awesome to hear, you know, your, your, your perspective, being a coach, a college mm-hmm. coach and receiving those introductory emails and videos and, and all that. Um, what is a, in your experience, what does a successful introductory email look like? Uh, for you? And, and, you know, does that include the video as well? Or is it just kind of that first introduction? Yeah, absolutely. Video is always uh, nice to have um, because it, it gives me a snapshot, right? I'm not going to say, I'm not going to offer you just based on your video, like almost ever, um, unless you're the 1% of the 1%. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're dunking <laughs> or something right. in your video. Um, but I go back to the, the structure of the email we go back to English class, who, what, when, where, why, how, you know, who you are, uh, where you're playing at, who you're playing for, what position are you at? You know, like those little things that, that helped me because I may not be recruiting a setter in your grad year. I may be recruiting only outsides and middles for, for that year. So that helps me kind of narrow it down. We want to make it a good fit for, for both student athlete and coach, um, where you're playing at, why you're interested in my program. So I don't want to, if you're interested in studying nursing and I don't, my school doesn't have nursing, that's not going to be a good fit right away. So let's, let's try to get some good information out there. Um, And then how can I watch you? Attach your NCSA profile, attach your video link, um, attach your, your club schedule. What qualifiers are you going to? Um, That, that is helpful because then I'm going to make that next step and go watch you play live for sure. How does an athlete know? they're good enough to play, you know, at that collegiate level, whether it's any of the levels that, mm-hmm. you know, are covered across the board. 
Yeah. And that's um, not on the girl size, especially they, sometimes they don't think they're as good as they are <laughs> as players. Some we have the opposite, right? They think they're really good and we're like, kind of need to set expectations again. Um, but I think it's important to, to first point out is that there's a lot of crossover between division one, division two, II, division three, NAIA. Um, some people get that misconception is because it's one, two, three, they think all division one programs are better than two and all the two better than three. And that's definitely not the case. Um, there's a lot of overlap in skill level there. So uh, first and foremost, remember that. And then secondly, how to get evaluated or how to how to know where you fit in or if you can play at that next level. Um, on the NCSA side, I'll say again, our, our NCSA recruiting coaches played in college, coached in college. So they'll give you some feedback on the video or if we can see it play live. Like that's a, we're not your parents. You're, we're not your like club coaches. We're not the college coaches. We're gonna be a, you know, great feedback there. Um, but your high school and club coaches, again, great resources there. They see you day in, day out uh, on the practice uh, court. So ask them those questions. Sometimes they don't, they have it in their head, but until they, till you actually ask that question, hey, what am I good at? What can I work on? Um, don't be afraid to ask that question to your club and high school coaches. College coaches at, at summer camps, summer's coming up. Tons of camps, tons of showcases, depending on that uh, June 15th date. That, can you get some specific feedback there from college coaches? And then my number one thing that I always I want to sink into for people's brains is to go watch volleyball. Um, Self-evaluation, right? Uh, NVL is coming up. College volleyball is on TV more than ever. Thanks to you guys, uh, some of your work, right, and pushing that out there. Um, or go watch a, a local junior college team or and and a Division three program and see what the libero's doing versus what are you doing and watch your own film. So there's a lot of things, right, that you can do to get that to see where you are and where you fit into the to the scheme of things. When it comes to you know sending sending your organization the the recruiting video what mm -hmm. what should an athlete put into that how should they structure that and you know what was like what are some quick tips and guidances around that so you know they're giving you the right product of you know themselves yeah yeah and not just to us at ncsa like college coaches are going to be viewing this video too mm -hmm. on your profile right so this is this is direct feedback from college coaches is what we tell uh, our, our clients and anyone, you know, who's sending out a video there, but you don't want to make it too long, you know, college coaches. And I can attest to this. My attention span was like 30 seconds, maybe two <laughs> minutes if you're lucky. Um, so the first 30 seconds have to be like those wow plays. So if you're uh, a middle hitter and that overpass comes and you're just, you pounding it, you know, that you want to put that up front and center for sure. Um, great defensive plays, you know, any good amount of setting for a setter or if, uh, if you're a defensive setter or a, a blocking setter, you know, whatever it is that you do well, you want to put that in the first 30 seconds right away. Then you get into your skills. Um, so if you're a six rotation player as an outside hitter, right side uh, player, make sure you get your passing reps in as well as pass to hit and then as well as hitting and then blocking. You know, you want to have it segmented where you're showing off your each of your skills that you do. Um, same for setting, you know, set your middles, all, all the different sets, uh, a slide, a rip, a quick, you know, whatever you call them. Um, but you want to showcase your skills there. And then last thing um, I would say is just like a unedited 
great rally. So if you're involved with like three or four different key plays, like a touch off the block or a first pass, and then you get the kill at the end, um, put that into, into that play too. But, um, Serving, you don't need a ton of, you know, maybe a couple, couple, couple different ones. If you jump serve, top spin, whatever. Um, but really, it's more a snapshot, and then they're going to come watch you play live. You want to entice them. It's a trailer to the video or to the movie, right? Come, come watch me play. Well, I don't. I, you've mentioned June fifteenth a couple times, and I don't sure. want to get too far into this without explaining what that is. Um, <laughs> yes. I know it's the you know the initial contact date for NCAA Division One and Two. Is mm-hmm. that correct? And yeah. then, um, so so for someone for an athlete who doesn't get a call or an email that day, um, what are the next steps? Yeah, and I think this reality is is not everyone's going to get a call or or an email even, um, and. Remember, it's only NCAA Division One and Two, so NAIA Division Three, Junior College, they all could communicate with you prior to that. But sometimes they don't even start their recruiting till a little bit later. So, it really don't panic. That's first and foremost. Don't freak out. Um, there is a lot of 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 you know wonderful stories out there. Of I didn't even start my recruiting process till later, or I switched sports. Maybe I was a basketball player my freshman and sophomore year, and then I found the love of volleyball, right? There's a lot of those types of stories. Um, But first and foremost, don't panic. Uh, Not everybody receives it. It's the 1% of the 1% that are even gonna, one, get a phone call or email and maybe not even get an offer. You're not gonna get an offer on that initial phone call because you probably haven't been to campus yet. So, and I would recommend not, committing on that June 15th date because there's so much to go and see and learn still. Um, So June 15th, if you don't get communication, it's just the start of the communication period for division one and two. It's not the end all be all date. Um, And then you need to know, it kind of tells you something. Maybe coaches don't know who I am. Maybe they haven't seen me play enough. Um, Maybe I have been reaching out to the different to, to the wrong divisions or wrong coaches. So you need to expand your, your list of coaches or players or um, programs that you're looking into. So there's a lot of things that can be done. It's not um, a hard stop, but it's definitely not a sit and wait time. It's a, let's put the foot on the gas a little bit and get my information out there more. For you mentioned, you know, an athlete who, may have you know switched sports may, mm-hmm. may maybe focused on basketball before but you know really wants to pursue vol- pursue volleyball instead um and maybe coming in a little bit late um so maybe like specifically is it too late for an athlete to to start that process for you know this summer summer 2022 or you know how, what are those steps for those athletes who are maybe getting a late start here yeah and i would say um, for seniors, you know, if you're a 2022 grad and you just went through graduation, most colleges want you to the general population to say where you're going by May 1 anyway. So that's like the path to college, right, is is say where you're going to go to college by May 1 of your senior year. So seniors 2022, there are some options like gap year or whatever, but most of of the rosters, most of the admissions, all that's going to be done for 2022s. 2023s, 24s, 25, plenty of time left. <laughs> Lots of things can happen in 18 months for sure. Um, Cause you still have until May 1st, 2023 grads. So uh, rising seniors. 
for those who are like um, unsure of which sport to play, I was a multi-sport athlete in high school. I played four sports, volleyball, basketball, track and soccer, um, wanted to play all of them in college and actually had some opportunities and, and, and uh, offers to play each sport in college. But this is where you have to find find your love, right? What do you, what do you want to play? Um, this is your journey as a student athlete. Maybe your mom played basketball in college, but you really love volleyball. You know, that's sometimes that's a hard. Sorry, mom, I want to play volleyball, right? Like you have to make those decisions because it's your journey, your life um, to go forward. But to get back to your question about, you know, what what to do is it not is it too late? It's definitely not too late. It's just more communication. You have to be proactive. You have to get your name out there. Maybe you're late to the game a little bit. So now you have, we have to play catch up um, on things. So if you haven't had a game lately, get a skills video made with your coach, with your high school coach or club coach. So get in the gym, get that video. So then they, the college coaches, again, can see a snapshot of you. And then you're basically putting your resume out there, right? You're trying to get a job, um, put your resume out there, get some attention, then those college coaches can even talk with you now. Awesome. Yeah. looks so Clarence uh, is in the warehouse right now, so he's got to stay muted a little bit. It's a little busy right <laughs> now. I think packing trucks, but uh, uh, wanted to ask you, you know, we've talked a lot about the high school athlete. Um, what about an athlete who's, you know, just getting into high school? Um, do you have any advice for them? And, you know, they want to, they really want to play volleyball in college. Um, what advice do you have for that athlete who's just, you know, starting high school or, or even before high school? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. We, we work with, you know, seventh, eighth graders that want to get a, a, a jump on, on the game, for, so to speak. Um, but I would say do your research and don't compare your journey to anyone else. You know, everybody's timeline is totally different. Everybody's preferences are totally different too. So maybe you want to go to a huge school in California and your teammate, even on your same team, wants to stay in state and go to a small private school. Like those two recruiting journeys are gonna be totally different, even though you're on the, playing on the same team. So try to, try to um, separate that. Don't compare yourself to your teammates, especially different positions. Setters, liberos, um, out hitters, totally, it's going to be different. It's just, it, that's how it is. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but it's just like setting expectations, right? Um, so you want to really focus on what you're looking for on your journey, uh, what, get to know the coaches, get to know the potential teammates. And you don't have to make all those decisions as an eighth grader or ninth grader. You don't even have your license, you know, driving license yet. So, uh, Stay patient, stay persistent, um, but just focus on what what you can do uh, versus what your teammates are doing or whatever else. What are some of the um, and as you're helping athletes through this process, what are some of those like top questions that you get from, you know, either athletes or maybe it's from parents? Um, what, what, what are some of those? And can you talk a little bit about them? Yeah, I think. A lot of times they want feedback on on not only the process but their their skill level, right? Mm. Where where can I play? Um, and can I play Division One? It's always that where I'm like, let's yeah. broaden it out. So we have to you know educate on Division Two, Three. If you get a, a scholarship offer or even a roster spot offer at a college team, you're the top seven percent or whatever that number is, you know, in the nation of of athletes that go on to play college. So it's kind of that. Um, where do I stack up? Where do I fit in? Uh, we get that question a lot. 
uh, what if a college coach doesn't respond to me, right? And we have to then we talk about the rules and the communication rules and just the the recruiting timeline for Division three or NAIA may be a little bit later. Um, so just because you're reaching out as a freshman and they can contact you doesn't always mean that they will because they're they're not in that grad year yet. They're not recruiting your grad year yet. So it's a lot of education, honestly, um, a lot of consultation on. Um, calming down those those fears that we had talked about earlier um, and, and getting more up to date and knowledgeable about the process, which is when you get them to senior year and they're signing their contract and they're off to college. And then I've been at NCSA for six years. So now my first clients are graduating college. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. But it's, <laughs> it's so awesome to see that whole process um, go through. Yeah. You also mentioned that I'm back, by the way, we're good. Yes. So, <laughs> you also mentioned that, you know, you have a pretty extensive volleyball background, you know, as an athlete and and a coach. How do you yeah. apply that to a lot of these interactions that you have with these coaches, athletes and, you know, programs overall? Uh, yeah. You know, like you can relate to a lot of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've, I've walked the walk, right? I've been there. I was a multi-sport athlete. I played on an AAU basketball team as well as a club volleyball team at the same time. It was wow. in, in, not good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest doing that, but it, I have that experience. I know these players and the parents are going from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. sometimes, right? I, I get it. Um, and, and I also want to say, like, take a break. Um, I think you won't lose lose your skill. If you're taking a, a week or two week break, honestly, you like, take some time to rest. Your body needs it. You're, you need to revamp, right. And get that love back again. Um, but I also think like playing in college at the division one level, I play at the university of Illinois. We were top 25 in the nation at the time. And obviously it was successful. Now I love watching the, the line I play. Um, but I know what it takes to go to that next level too. And, you know, it's, it's not, it is a full-time job and, and there's a difference between division one timeline and then playing at a junior college and not junior college isn't the wrong choice. It's just a different choice for, for those. Right. So if they, you want to have the big college experience and that's all you do, then there's a route that way. If you want to go to football games and join a sorority or whatever, then there's a different route for that too. So that leads me for firsthand experience. And then being a club coach, I've been a club coach. I've been a club um, recruiting coordinator. I've been a college coach. So just having those real life stories of, well, this, you know, maybe there was a coaching change. Uh, let's talk about that route. What does that mean? Let's wait to see who the new coach is right before we commit to that program. Um, an injury. I tore my ACL in college. So I've gone through that. Um, I know how to, it takes six months for rehab, you know, don't freak out. It's going to be okay. I've recruited kids that have torn their ACL senior year of high school. Um, you know, what, what does that look like and how's that process? What's typically done in that, in that case, did you pull their scholarship? No, we know that she was going to be a good player, going to rehab and come back. So there's all those. And like I mentioned, we have a team of, of 12 of me, basically at NCSA that can relate to any and all situations that probably come up. So it's super helpful. Absolutely. Awesome. I, I know we're a little over time here, um, but uh, do, you, do you have a little bit of time for just oh, yeah. one, one last yeah. question here? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask how 
uh, an athlete would, you know, start working with NCSA? It, is it an email? Uh, is there a questionnaire? Or how does that work? Yeah, I could say, you know, with our partnership with USA Volleyball, we have, we're a proud partner. We're the official um, recruiting service of USA Volleyball. So on your registration page, when you sign up for a membership, you can check a box and say, yes, I want more information about NCSA recruiting. So that's one way. Uh, you can go to our website, ncsasports.org. I'll t I suggest going there anyway. Like there's so much free information and education. Uh, click your sport. It'll say, you know, men's volleyball, women's beach or women's volleyball. And it'll give you timelines. It'll give you scholarship um, information, recruiting rules that we talked about, like tons of information there. And there's also a, you know, login or register button on our website. Pretty easy there. Um, or you can follow us on social media, DM me email me. I've been on so many webinars. I can't count anymore. Um, you can always contact me for sure. Yeah. The, the resources that, that you guys have on NCSA is incredible. I know you have the webinars, like you mentioned all the time with great information and great guests, uh, featured on those as well with a lot of experience and background. Um, but yeah, that, that's incredible. And just such a great conversation we've had with you. We, we forgot to ask you, how you were introduced to volleyball. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, actually, it's a funny question or funny answer. Um, so I didn't start uh, volleyball until sixth grade. Um, so that's kind of later now. We're seeing like nine and 10 year olds getting into the sport, which is great because I played soccer in kindergarten. So I don't know how that all started, but I played soccer forever and ever it seemed. Um, but basketball and volleyball weren't offered until middle school for me for at school. So I joined the sixth grade um, volleyball team. My cousin was the, the head coach because I'm from an itty bitty town in Illinois with 1200 people in my hometown. So basically you did, everybody knew everyone, you know, it's kind of like cheers, right? Um, <laughs> so I start, got on the team. My cousin goes, we're going to go try out for this club. And I was like, what? I don't, I don't know. What are we doing? So we go to the next town, the next big town. Um, all these girls are trying out and I'm like, where are we? I don't know any of these people. Like that was my introduction to volleyball. I just was like so confused about the whole club experience, but um, I was actually way better at basketball than I was at volleyball at the beginning. Um, I was long and gangly and like uncoordinated. And then it clicked somewhere like sophomore year of high school. And I was like, Oh, I can really hit the crap out of the ball. Let's, let's go play. <laughs> so that's how I was introduced. Um, and I, I love my team. I like, I knew other people from other high schools, you know, and then diff, you know, traveling the world basically at, in college, I got to see, I think I've been to 43 States now out of 50. Um, so that's awesome. my bucket list and it's all because of volleyball. And now I've coached, I've played, and now I'm with NCSA helping other families. Like volleyball has been such a an awesome gift to my life and keeps on giving back meeting you guys like, like you guys too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. We, we love asking that question because we just get all sorts of answers. Yeah. Uh, and one of the common ones is just, you know, all the experiences that athletes get through volleyball, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's in volleyball or, you know, like you said, traveling the country, traveling the world. Yeah. Um, just a wealth of experiences that you can get just through playing a fun game like volleyball. <laughs> Absolutely. And I got my, I mean, I got my education. I was a graduate assistant for, for coaching. So I got my graduate degree, like all through the knowing people and volleyball people are so helpful. Um, if you ask, 
you know, you got to kind of raise your hand and, and be proactive and be, um, um, just kind of put yourself out there a little bit, but you're, I don't think you're going to get shunned or, or pushed away if you're asking and want to learn. And, you know, there's just so much out there, um, to, to learn from. And so it's such great people in the volleyball world. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So definitely right. got to, you know, speak up and ask questions around it. Um, yep. Really quick question, very off topic, but, you know, are you still following, you know, basketball, NBA, all that stuff? Because we have to ask you who you're going for in the finals right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, with, with uh, Coach Kerr, right, Steve Kerr, um, he was he played for the Chicago Bulls. So I'm from mm -hmm. the Chicago area originally. Okay. So the Bulls are my, my, my team for sure. They're thick and thin. Um, so now that he's the coach at, at the Golden State, I got to kind of kind of go for him for sure. And they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a cool coach to play for, too. He's okay. Right. He's all right. You know. a, player, a player's coach. I think his daughter good. plays volleyball, you know. Oh, awesome. I think she does, Steph, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Steph Curry's been seen, like, setting and spiking yep. on the sidelines. So there's still some volleyball. There's always volleyball somewhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, well, Sue, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with us. This has been an awesome conversation. Uh, is there before we let you go? Is there anything else that we, we kind of left on the table or anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just, you know, getting that education out there. USA Volleyball has been such an awesome partner of, of NCSA. We work well together with the same, um, you know, goals in mind is to get volleyball more prominent. There's so many people that play it. Why isn't it on TV? Why isn't, you know, more, more accessible? Um, so I think our continued partnership there, ask questions, let us know what you need. If there is anything that we have a webinar and you, you listened in and you're like, wait, I wish I wish we did a webinar on that. Let us know that. And I'm sure you guys the same, right? Mm -hmm. Send us ideas, send us questions. And then um, as our website as well, ncsasports.org, but also our social media. We're on everything that you guys are on, you know, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. So my personal is NCSA Coach Sue. We have an NCSA underscore volleyball for volleyball only. And then NCSA is our main one for all sports. So if you're multi-sport, go to our main page. Awesome. Thank you. Sue, thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll see you around at, yes. at events. Uh, are you, are you headed to Indy? I am not, I'm not in or, nor Vegas this time. So I went to both last year. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm shipping our, our volleyball experts out. This okay. year. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, uh, definitely see the booth that, uh, if you're at girls nationals at boys nationals, stop by the NCSA booth mm -hmm. and talk to them about the recruiting process. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sue. And uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll chat later. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having Thank me on. You, it's been awesome. Thank you. Wow. What a great conversation with Sue. I, I'm so sad that she's not going to be at Girls Nationals uh, with us while we're there running the NCSA booth. I would have loved to meet her in person. Uh, but you know, just tons of great information and advice and tips for college recruits. Uh, we touched on a lot in that conversation too, but you know, if there was anything that we missed or any information that was unclear, Sue and NCSA would love to help you out and answer your questions. Visit ncsasports.org or at NCSA underscore sports on Instagram and at NCSA on Twitter. Um, they're more than welcome to answer your questions. So just send them a message and they'll help you out for sure. Uh, I think my favorite part, Clarence, of that conversation was, you know, Sue putting back her coaching hat 
uh, putting her coaching hat back on and talking about, you know, what a successful recruiting introduction looks like, you know, the letters, the emails, what those looked like that, you know, she experienced seeing uh, when she was a college coach. Uh, and I think that was just great advice to remember, you know, your who, what, where and why is going back to your, you know, your basic English classes uh, when crafting those emails. So I think, you know, for parents listening, for college recruits listening, that's great advice and tips that they can take uh, right into their, you know, process, their college recruiting process right now. Absolutely. And it's very real advice is very, you know, realistic. And, you know, she she does an amazing job of adjusting it based on, you know, what division are you looking at? What level of collegiate play you're looking at? And, you know, those expectations that you have for yourself. I mean, she even goes into, you know, how to structure your highlight reel and how to just, again, like you said, go about emails and just go about making yourself notice and just learning the overall process of it. Because, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of collegiate athletes are police are collegiate, sorry, excuse me, potential collegiate athletes, um, are, they're, they're doing this for the first time, you know, it could be the first generation college student, they can, you know, they've never had that, you know, parent who's, you know, walked that collegiate athlete way. And it's just a learning process. Oh, overall. Yeah, right. I think she does a really, really amazing job in breaking that down for everyone. Yeah, well said, that was, that was great. Um, that, that you touched on those points too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and talking also, about the different divisions, I think that was awesome. Yeah, especially too. And then, you know, we talk about the, I mean, today's date, the the June 15th deadline. And I, you know, I think right. she, she touched on it amazingly. Um, but it's very important to remember that, you know, any college recruit, um, you know, that might not get a call from that D1 school that you're hoping for, but it is not the end by any means. There are still so many options out there for you to play at other levels, like division two, II, division three, NAIA, and like Sue mentioned, uh, just to keep in mind for finding that right fit for you, you know, just, you know, you, you may get a call from a D1 school or D1 or D2 school, but, you know, they don't really fit what you're looking to go to school for academically or, you know, the culture on campus doesn't fit. So make sure you're going to, uh, you know, take advantage of those site visits and, you know, really pay attention to everything that revolves outside of sports too because you do have a very extensive you know co college life outside of that too and you know also like if you're wanting to study biology make sure schools you're looking at have that option instead of you know them being the top business school you want to look at a school that specializes in biology that you know gives you more options and more levels to that career field but yeah really 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 informational conversation i'm glad sue really took the chance to take uh you know sit down and talk with us about that yeah. And, and to that point, you know, finding the right fit, I'm really excited for episode 38 because, you know, that fits a lot of the conversation we had there with our guest, Kim Donaldson, um, who is a, a former division three athlete who wasn't really looking to play sports in college, um, was kind of focusing more academically, but she found the right fit for her academically and then uh, was actually able to then play sports uh, at the collegiate level, Division Three. So that was that's a really great conversation we have there um, and kind of transitions into that episode. So definitely check that out uh, if you uh, when you can. Absolutely. Which will be right after this episode, you guys. Yes. As soon as we as right soon as you finish it. this one, just go right into that one. <laughs> once again, to a big, big thank you to, to Sue Weber for taking the time with us. And hopefully, you know, you all enjoyed and got, you know, even if it's just a little bit, just a little something out of it, because there's so much just helpful information that really helps that that journey coming out of high school. And, you know, if you know a college recruiter, even a parent of one, please pass this episode on to them and let them know about NCSA. 
Don't forget, this is part one of two. Uh, like Stephen mentioned, in episode 38, we'll sit down and talk with Kim Donaldson, a former Division Three multi-sport athlete, including uh, volleyball, about her college recruiting path. And it is so unique. You guys are going to love that episode, how she, a living testament to what we're talking about here, where you don't have to go D1. There are so many other options if you're willing to do the work and put in the work. Uh, you talk about her, uh, her college recruiting path, how she picked up uh, her school, uh, also life after college, and so much more that's going to be available on all podcast services but again enough about that let's go over into event season with steven oh that was nice that was smooth (laughs) we couldn't figure it out before we started recording but that one that sounded good (laughs) there it is all right uh yeah on to upcoming events and updates the 2022 usa volleyball girls and boys junior national championships are almost here girls goes june 23rd through july 4th and boys goes june 30th through july 7th good luck to everyone competing in those events stay tuned to usavolleyball.org and usa volleyball social media for updates and content and Clarence and I will be on the ground at Girls Nationals. So if you oh, yes. if you see us or you recognize you recognize those voices, come say hi. <laughs> they won't recognize mine. I'll be in registration room telling everyone to uh not lose the rosters. It'll be five dollars for a reprint. I'm just kidding. Well, we'll talk we about like, that when you guys get on site. We need, <laughs> we need like a big banner or like sign, stand up sign or something with you know photos of us just back to back or something. Oh, we're going to. You, 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 uh, I secretly packed that on the award stage. You think we're gonna have a banner of the? I'm just kidding. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh if just a banner of our faces dropped on championship just little, court. <laughs> no, just like put on like on a little side okay. panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll put it in the budget for, for next season. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's jump into more events here. The USA Volleyball Beach Tour continues. Here are the upcoming tournaments and their USA Volleyball region organizers. Nebraska June BRQ2 on June 17th in Elkhorn, Nebraska, Great Plains region. The Friday Beach Bash June 17th in San Antonio, Texas, Lone Star region. Rock the River BRQ June 18th in Little Rock, Arkansas, Delta region. Sunfest, June 18th in Galveston, Texas, Lone Star Region. Weva Juniors, BRQ, June 18th in Rochester, New York, Western Empire Region. Iowa National Qualifier, June 18th in Des Moines, Iowa, Iowa Region. Heart of America National Qualifier, June 18th through the 19th in Kansas City, Missouri, Heart of the America Region. Gateway Regional Championships, June 18th and 19th in Baldwin, Missouri, Gateway Region. ASC Sand, June BRQ, number three, June 18th in Cedar Park, Texas, Lone Star Region. Mad Sand, June BRQ1, June 19th in Plano, Texas, North Texas Region. Good luck to everyone competing in those events. And you can learn more about the USA Volleyball Beach Tour and other upcoming events at usavolleyball.org. Also, big shout out and thank you to all of the USA Volleyball regions that are working very hard every day to put on these events for USA Volleyball membership across the country. It is not easy, but it takes a village and we do it across the board from, you know, us and USA Volleyball to all of our regions and and then some, you know, it, we, we're moving mountains and we're, and we're getting better every day. So thank you guys for all of your hard work. Um, <clears throat> Now, on to the national team development program side, uh, we have the Women's Collegiate National uh, Team training block on June 19th through the 25th in Anaheim, 
California. We have the FISU Beach World University Championship Trials in Hermosa Beach, California from June 20th through the 23rd. Getting close to home here. I'm going to have to leave girls early and go out here. <laughs> we also have the U19 FIVB Beach World Championship Trials uh, from June 20th through the 23rd, also in Hermosa Beach, California. Again, good luck to everyone attending. And you can check out more information on these upcoming events and information in general on or at usavolleyball.org. Reminder, listeners, you can rate, review, share with friends, family, teammates. It really helps this podcast grow and reach new listeners. We are seeing the support come through. So thank you so much for listening and sharing the podcast. I think we're over 20,000 downloads now. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. So thank you so much for for uh, showing your support uh, in any way you can. Uh, Want to chat with us or maybe you can or maybe you even know of a club that should be featured, drop us a line, let us know. You can email us at the USAB show at USAB.org. Leave us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If you have any future topics you want to hear from us, any future guests, let us know. Uh, we're more than happy to, to receive those. And we're always looking for, for more content too. So it really helps us as well. Remember, Reminder, go listen to part two. I beat Steven to it because it is that important. <laughs> go listen to part two right now, episode number 38. It's already up and live uh, with Kim Donaldson and also new episodes drop every other week. Until next time, we will see you later from the USC Volleyball Show. This is episode number 37. And go to listen to episode 38. Go now. Go. Do it. Hit next. <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> Love it. This has been the USA Volleyball Show with Clarence Hughes and Stephen Munson. Produced by Curtis Ward. Our content producers are Kyle Scholzen and Laura Fawcett. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate and review. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the USA Volleyball Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>